ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello everyone and welcome to a series of episodes of Set Lusting Bruce that we are calling Jackson Cage Matches. And pure shout out to our friends at Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet when they were discussing Jackson Cage. They said, how did Jesse Jackson not name his podcast Jackson Cage? And um, when Rob and JB thought about that, I said, well, well, maybe I could do this. And I decided that it might be fun to actually do um, a cage match that you take two beloved Bruce Springsteen songs and then have a guest join me and we debate which are better. And um, kind of, you know, picking you know, between your favorite children or how, you know, hard to choose. And I am so honored that Bella is joining me tonight and we're going to have a special Seeger session cage match. How you doing, Bella? I'm doing great, Jesse. I'm glad to be back on the podcast. Glad you're doing well. Yes, I am. Thank you. Before we hit record, we kind of caught up on my health issues and I'm doing very well. I am feeling the love and the good thoughts and the prayers of everyone. So thank you so much. And how are you doing in our new um, climate of political um, <laughs> joy? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, I was telling Jack, uh, Jesse before we started that I, I have a new job that's more policy and press focused. So we uh, have a lot of work to do all the time because new stuff keeps happening in the administration um but yeah you know pretty as as well as can be i guess my basic fundamental rights haven't been threatened yet so i'm trying to keep the faith yeah the, i'm trying to be positive too and uh before we get to discussion song do you want to remind us again about the sign up program uh the website you you were part of helping to set up and build your friend which is a way oh, yes. to be engaged Yes. So I am the co-founder and one of the main uh, leaders of Call Them In, um, which is a email-based reminder system that gives you scripts and information about your senators to make it as easy as possible to call your senators. So right now, um, right now, as of April 24th, um, we're doing a lot of emails on the budget because there's a lot of programs in the federal budget that the president suggested uh, that are going to be really harmful for Americans in every state. So we're doing this really cool, like state by state email. So Jesse, if you get an email about the low income home energy assistance program, you'll see that 300,000 families in Texas would be, would be without heat if this program got cut. But in New York, I'd see that a million families would be without heat. So we're doing these really cool state by state things. Uh, we're working on government shutdown stuff because as of April 28th, there's a possibility possibility that the government might shut down. 
Um, but we are here for you. We're here to give you all the information. So if you want to sign up for our emails, you can go to callthemin.com, C-A-L-L-T-H-E-M-I-N.com. Yeah, and one of the things that I really appreciate is that it is specifically for, you know, my state. Um, it gives you the phone numbers. It gives you a script. But even if you perhaps may have a different opinion, uh, maybe you were supportive of some of the nominees that – uh, sure. President Trump, you still have the ability. It's a good reminder to say there is a debate going on. Let your voice be heard. And so I, I just think it's a wonderful program. And <laughs> my wife, who was very um, upset with the election, you know, after she signed up for this, she came back and she said, you just tell Bella that's wonderful because even I feel comfortable because – you know, instead of just picking up the phone and calling saying, hey, I'm unhappy, you, she says there's a script there that tells – so I sound intelligent, and I know what to say, and I feel like my voice is being heard. So, oh, I'm so glad she feels that way. That's, that's exactly what we're looking for, um, not just comfort on her end, but for me as a political staffer – I can tell when scripts are badly written. So, like, we write our scripts so that you get your name, your state, and your issue out right away so that if the staffer wants to tune out, they can. Yeah. And and I think that's – it's just so important, and um, I think everyone has said, you know, emails and physical letters, but really phone calls – are what can make people change their minds. And they can go, oh, my goodness, um, I will not name names, but a couple of – there's only two, and I will blame both of my Texas senators uh, – <laughs> at, at one point turned it all on voicemail, and the voicemail was full. Um, so I and had I to – I will say that is not a partisan critique because – my senator, the beloved Chuck Schumer, who I love so deeply and so much, yeah. has also turned it on voicemail. Yeah, I, I th you know, and so I, I, and so, you know, I just went to Twitter and, um, you know, said, you know, Senator Cruz, Senator Corwin, your voicemail's full. What, why aren't you wanting to hear me? And, um, yeah. and, and, you know, and I think to give them the honest opinion, give them the benefit of the doubt, it may just be because so many people are calling and they just have not had a chance to clear it out yet. This wasn't a, you know, trying to, you know, stay away from people. So anyway, I think this is a great service and I'm glad we could talk about it, which leads us to a perfect thing. Um, yeah, we're going to talk a little, uh, Pete Seeger and uh, Bruce Springsteen's The Seeger Sessions, aren't we? Yes, we are. My favorite, I wouldn't say my favorite album, but my favorite combination of artists. Yeah, you know, um, when you were on here before, you talked about that you had had a special love or obsession with uh, Pete Seeger and, and a lot of his music. Can you remind us why that happened or what led to this? Um, no, no. Obsession is the correct word. Okay. Um, it happened because I, I forget exactly how it started, um, but I got really into protest music in general when I was in um, when I was in college. And so when I was thinking about what to do my thesis on, I thought about Pete Seeger and I thought about his music uh, in the 1960s because at that point I had done a little bit of research on it. And so 
at my school, the thesis was a year long process. So I just kind of spent a whole year doing a lot of research on Pete Seeger, writing a lot about Pete Seeger, thinking a lot about Pete Seeger. And he's just, he's such a wonderful person in almost every way. Any issue you can find him like on the right side of it. And he believed like fundamentally in the power of music and song to change hearts and minds. So it was very, it touched me really deeply and I really liked his life philosophy. And so even if there's songs of his that I don't enjoy, because I see the life philosophy behind it, I appreciate like almost everything he's ever written. So. And um, I sent this to you on Twitter. I'm a big Harry Chapin fan. And, uh, yes. you know, his old folky was specifically for Pete, and that is one of my favorite Harry Chapin songs. It's so upbeat and happy and in and, and, and just talking about fighting the good fight. So as a Seeger fan, any thoughts on Harry's tribute to Pete? I, I thought it was lovely. I mean, I... I thought it was a wonderful little encapsulation of Pete Seeger's life. And this happened to me a lot when I was doing this research. You see these songs that these people write about Pete Seeger and you're like, well, that just sums up everything better than I did in this huge paper. <laughs> Cause he's a singer. His life is best summed up in song. Yeah. Um, have you heard actually Harry Chapin's, I think he's, Daughters or his granddaughters, the Chapin sisters, they're very good. I will have to check them out. I have not. So. They're they're wonderful, and they okay. have a they have a solo or they have an acoustic cover of Britney Spears' "Toxic" that is oh. incredible. All right, I will have to check that out. So um, we debated a lot on um, what Seeger Sesson songs we wanted to kind of put in the cage match, and so. To kind of once again remind you, the theory is we're going to tick, pick two beloved songs. We're going to pick Thunder Road and Born to Run, and we're going to put them in a match, and we're going to say only one can win. And this is purely our opinion. We're going to debate back and forth. Hopefully we'll come to an agreement. Maybe we won't. But we think the discussion will be about the, the fun of it. And so you picked two Seeger songs, and they are... Yeah. Well, I picked We Shall Overcome because that's one of my favorites. Well, we shall overcome We shall overcome We shall overcome Someday Darling, here in my heart Yeah We shall live in peace. We shall live in peace. 
And when I first checked it, I was like, oh, there's not a song alive that can touch We Shall Overcome. And then, Jesse, you suggested, what about This Land is Your Land, which isn't on the Seeger Sessions, but I think it's on the live album. Yes. But you said, what about This Land is Your Land? And I was like, oh, that's the only song that makes this a competition. Oh, once I rode that ribbon highway, I saw above me the endless sky. I saw below me a golden valley. Now this land was made for you and I roamed and I rambled and I followed my footsteps through the sparkling sands of the diamond deserts and all around me a voice was sounding it cried this land was made for you and Well, the sun came shining as I went strolling through the wheat fields waving and her dust clouds rolling and her bells were ringing as the fog was lifting and I seen the slang was made for you and Yeah, um, and, you know, and that was the idea, um, you know, if we did, um, you know, if we did Night with the Jersey Devil against Thunderland, <laughs> uh, you know, or, or Thunder Road, we may not, it'd be a very short podcast. So, um, exactly, so, if it was We Shall Overcome versus Froggy Went a Courtin, it's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you have a little information on both songs, correct? So let's start with This Land is Your Land, because I do know you have a slight bias for We Shall Overcome. So we're going to start with This Land is Your Land, then we'll go to that one. So Okay, um, so This Land is Your Land is by Woody Guthrie, and it was written in 1940. And he wrote it as a response to God Bless America by Irving Berlin. So... He kind of, he heard God bless America and he thought, you know, that's not really, that's not my America. That's not really the America that I see every day. So the original chorus of the song was God bless America for me. Um, but it got changed throughout the years. But that was why he wrote it ah. originally. And yeah. And This Land is Your Land touched on a lot of the beautiful things in America, a lot of the wonderful things in America, but it also talked about homeless people that Guthrie saw. And there's a whole verse where Guthrie decries owning property because he's a bit of a communist. I mean, he's not really, but he right. kind of is. 
Um, so over the years, a lot of the left-wing verses, like the homeless shelter verse and like the private property verse, have gotten phased out um, for one reason or another. So you mostly, when you're singing it as a kid, you only sing the like pretty three verses about you know the ribbon of highway, the um, the roaming and the rambling. But you don't get the in the squares of the city, in the shadow of the steeple, by the relief office, I found my people. Yeah, and so, you you oh, really, no, no. It, is, it is almost this, you know, on the road again, geographical, isn't America beautiful, and, you know, song. Um, and it wasn't until I had gotten older, and specifically when Bruce had sang it and I started doing some research on it, you realized how powerful a song this was, you know, and um, it's not just an updated version of America the Beautiful. It truly is a song talking about um, a, a lot of different parts of this country of ours. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the, the good and the bad and kind of taking it all and saying, well, this is all of our land. Um, and even at the end of his life, when Woody Guthrie was dying, he noticed that people were starting to phase out the left-wing verses. And so he, he asked his son Arlo, he was like, you got to write them down, you got to preserve them. Um, and so when Arlo performs the song, he includes those verses. And a lot of people, Pete Seeger included, when they perform This Land is Your Land, they include these more left-wing verses. Yeah, and... and um... And it is, you know, I think sometimes, you know, pointing out where we are not doing as well as we should is an important part of a musician's job and what yeah. we, we want them to do, at least from my perspective, right? I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that that's a vital that's something vital that musicians do. You know, they have to tell what they're seeing and the truth of what they're seeing, even if it's not easy to hear. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to stress, you know, like one of the things um, just recently happened, right, is, um, you know, Bruce says I'm an embarrassed American, not that I'm embarrassed about America. Um, you know, and people are very quick to hear the wrong thing. And and so, um, you know, just because we say there may be problems with our country does not mean that we're not proud of it, nor do we not think. You know, it's the old joke. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Say something. No, there's, there's a quote, and I was, I was just going to Google it. There's a quote, my country right or wrong when right to be kept right when wrong to be put right. And so it's just like, instead of saying, well, I'm not an American when this thing happens, or it's not my country, it's like, no, it's still my country, but it's doing wrong, and so I'm going to fight for what I think is right in this country. You know, and I, I think a lot of times, there, and I'm going to get the quote wrong, but I know it's, you know, legal people will talk about all the flaws in our legal system and all the problems we have, and then we'll end with, yet it's the best system that's out there currently, you know. Um, but that just because we have flaws doesn't mean we don't try to make ourselves better and we don't try to do better. You know, my Angela, right, when I knew better, I did better. And Yes, exactly. And, and I think that's a good 
always a good thing to remember about ourselves. Um, so um, fascinating. And I think it's interesting that at Bruce at that point in his career, you know, started doing this. He he started rising, you know, he started getting a polit- political conscious. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, Bella, you I don't know if you've heard it yet, but I had a discussion with um, one of uh, Jeff and we talked about how similar Merle Haggard and Bruce Springsteen's songs were. I just listened to that one, and I loved it because I, too, am a Merle Haggard fan. Yes. And even though you would not think they were politically the same, the idea of singing for the common man and, you know, where is the work that will make my hands, you know, free, my soul, and, and you know, working man blues, there is a lot of, you know, Bruce has always been – at least as he got to be a mature musician, singer, songwriter, you know, was all about helping people and being a voice of people like his father. And that's, and that's exactly what Guthrie did as well. You know, a lot of Guthrie's songs, especially in the earlier days were about the Dust Bowl and people having to leave from the Dust Bowl because that's what Woody Guthrie had to do. He lived in Oklahoma and he was like, well, I can't make a living here. So he just he left. He went to you know New York, California, and that's what he wrote his songs about. Oh, awesome! All right, so um, our next song in this corner, we shall overcome. So tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. Okay, I'm gonna try to keep it short. Because and that's okay. I no, can talk about <laughs> go for it. Go with long. your passion. Yes. So unlike this land is your land, there is no clear writer of "We Shall Overcome." It's based on a spiritual that can be traced back to 1901, which was written by Reverend Charles Tindley, and it was a hymn called All Overcome Someday. And then in 1945, black workers took those lyrics and set them to the tune of a gospel song called I Will Be All Right. Mm. And it was actually, yeah, it was Lucille Simmons, who was one of the workers on the strike. She was like, no, no, this gospel song is way too fast we can't clap along because we're carrying these big placards. So we have to slow it down. So she slows it down and she changes the I to a we. So now it's, we will overcome someday. Uh, So that's 1945, 1947, these two workers from that strike, from the tobacco workers strike come to this school called the Highlander folk school. And the Highlander folk school is like, a big deal in civil rights work. Uh, Rosa Parks went there. Martin Luther King went there. And it was kind of like organizing training. Um, mm-hmm. And for, I just, I'm reading a book right now about Rosa Parks. And they say that for her, when she went to Highlander, it was the first time ever in her life that she had been in an integrated space. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> so these two workers from the strike teach the so- t- song I'll overcome, or I will overcome someday, to Zilfina Horton, who was the wife of the man who ran the folk school. And she was the one who taught it to Pete Seeger. Uh, Pete Seeger slowed down the song a little bit more, and he's the one who changed the word will to shall because he thought shall opened the mouth a little more mm. um, and was better for singing. Uh, so he publishes the song in 1948. He publishes We Shall Overcome. Um, 
it really, it like spread like wildfire. Um, he called it a widely known non-hit. And then yeah. in 57, this is my last fact. In 57, he's performing the song at the Highlander Folk School anniversary. And he's performing this song and a young preacher was in the audience. And when the preacher was driving away in his car, he's humming the song and he goes, oh, that song really sticks with you. And that was Martin Luther King. Wow. So <laughs> it's, it's got a long and storied history. It's the anthem of the civil rights movement. Um, people still sing it today, not so much in civil rights context. They sing it more as like a remembrance song. It's not really used in like Black Lives Matter protests today. Although I have been at some Black Lives Matter marches where they've used it. Mm -hmm. um, but it was primarily the highest heyday in the uh, 50s and 60s. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I, I think that's that's pretty inter interesting. And you know, if we were um, to just think about that, you know, how significant, you know, uh, Dr. King just hearing that and making this, and this has become synonymous with, a, a, you know, especially the '60s uh, civil rights movements. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Even President Johnson, in a speech on the Voting Rights Act in 19, oh my God, I'm going to embarrass myself, 65, in a 1965 speech to Congress, Johnson quotes the song. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It is. So, um, so Bruce has covered both of them, um, yes. as we talked about, um, on his... Um, box live massive live set uh it has that uh he has played uh this land is your land he talked about you know um as i said you know we talked about i think when he started to discover himself and being comfortable being a little more political and and speaking mm -hmm. for the you know the people like his father and the people there from new jersey um, and then on the Seeger sessions, correct, he has We Shall Overcome, correct? Yes. And so uh, the Seeger sessions is not specifically a political album. I think it could have been a lot more political, but it's, it's less of Pete Seeger's greatest political hits and more of, you know, Seeger songs that Bruce also liked. Uh, yeah. But We Shall Overcome is, is one awesome exception. Yeah. In fact, um, not – not that I want to edit Bruce. I, I think he knows what he's doing. But I would have left off, you know, a couple, perhaps, um, Froggy went a court and, and a couple others that, and maybe put on I, a little more. Yes, I would have, I would have not, like, I would have left off those songs or replaced them with other children's songs that Seeger did that packed more of a punch. Yeah. But. Yeah. When I meet Bruce Springsteen, I'll tell him that. Yes, we we like yeah. We'll go. Hey, Bruce, let's talk about it for a moment. You know, what were you thinking? Um, you know, really I, old Dan Tucker, Bruce, really. You know, and here on a totally uh, basic facts uh, to shout out to Robin JB. You know, when I was in elementary school, you know, we did Dan Tucker and Friday Night Courtin, and we did different versions. So they really? don't. Yeah, they. They don't quite sound the same way they did when back in the 60s when I was singing in, you know, um, Oak Park Elementary School in Lake Charles, Louisiana. So, huh. so they always just oh, sound a little bit. Oh. Yes. 
Yeah. That's interesting. Uh huh. And and I can't go specifically, but um, yeah, it, it's just an interesting thing. So, um, we certainly can't judge these two based on um chart appearances because as you said both of these are kind of unexpected kind of unknown hits correct well here's the thing if we're gonna it if we're gonna talk staying power yeah i guess this land is your land has a little more staying power in terms of you could probably go to any elementary school in america sing the first line of this land is your land and have all the kids sing it yeah. However, I will argue and have argued that We Shall Overcome has packed more of a political punch and did more in the time that it was being used. Yeah, and, you know, I think the other thing going against This Land is Your Land is much like Born in the USA, it is there are some um, – they it's misunderstood, and it is yeah. not um, – it does not have necessarily that strong, you know, punch of politicalism that the song meant. Um, so while it has staying power, has its message been diluted by all the elementary schools singing it? Definitely an argument to make and I do want to I want to plug my personal favorite version of This Land Is Your Land which is a Bruce Springsteen version but not the album one it's the one him and Seeger did for Obama's concert when Obama was first inaugurated right Um, because there they do all of the verses so they sing all the all the controversial verses and you can hear the crowd and the backup singers like not singing along with those because they don't know them right so yeah and you know i i think that's fascinating um i do i have heard that story that you know um (laughs) you know to go on a little bit of a tangent um please yeah you know we'll they will talk about that how strong bruce is and, uh-huh. um, you know, and when um, they uh, – I've heard the story, and now then, God, I'm, I'm old. I'm going to blame it on the chemo. Um, yeah. Rage Against the Machine guitarist who just toured. Oh, Tom Morello. Okay, Tom Morello. Thank you. I'm drawing a blank. So, you know, Tom Morello tells the story. The first time they did Ghost of Tom Joad, there was a debating on which key they were going to do, and Bruce said which key it was. And said, and it will be terrific, and just end the discussion. And Tom said that was the first time he went, wow, okay, he really is the boss. So the story, right, is that Seeger goes, we're going to do all the verses. And Bruce's like, why really? Yes. And Bruce's like, okay. When Pete Seeger says we're going to do all the verses. Now, whether that's a true story or not, I love the thought of that. That this wonderfully – I love the thought of it too. And the, the – Seeger's version is Bruce Springsteen calls up Pete Seeger and he goes, you're coming down to D.C. And Pete Seeger goes, I'm very old. And Bruce says, don't worry, I'm going to take care of everything. I'm going to get your lodging, your food, your transfer. I'm going to take care of everything. All you have to do is bring your banjo and memorize the verses. 
<laughs> so even if Pete Seeger did specify, Bruce was the one who got him down there. Oh, that is so awesome. Isn't that yeah. cool? That is very cool. Um, I do love that version, and, and I think there's something beautiful about um, Seeger and Springsteen playing together on such a wonderful occasion of our, you know, of this, whatever you may think politically, this step forward for our country. Um, and so I, I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, it was it was such a great moment. Yes. I remember watching it, and I was because I was like a Bruce Springsteen fan at the time. I didn't really know yeah. who Pete Seeger was, but I remember watching it, and I was like, "This is cool." Yeah. So, is there just as a cool story for We Shall Overcome? In terms of the two of them playing together, or just anywhere not else, really, or another um, one. Well, they there is a quote from an unnamed organizer from the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee who says, when you got through singing We Shall Overcome, you could walk over a bed of hot coals and you wouldn't notice. Wow. So We Shall Overcome definitely gave people a lot of fortitude in the movement. Uh, and Dr. King had a thing as well. I don't know how popular this was, but I think he used it as a couple of protests where he was like, no shouting, no singing know nothing while you're protesting and once they arrest you then the singing can begin mm. so yeah songs were really like a huge huge part of the civil rights movement um and it's so we shall overcome has less of you know a flashpoint story and more of a like it really gave people strength and solace and kind of helped them up in some arguably incredibly difficult times Okay, very interesting, and I and I think um, you know I go back to um, there's a wonderful scene in one of my favorite movies, Casablanca, where they play the French yeah when they play the French you know um, you know anthem and all of a sudden you know um, you know the Germans are trying to shout it out and he you know and he goes play la Meg and all of a sudden the whole ah. cafe is screaming and everything and and I, I have tears in my eyes every time I watch that and I, I think I, that's one of the best scenes in the movie yes and I kind of think of that with the we shall overcome that whole emotional especially as you tell the story you know once we're arrested then we're going to do this singing um that's just chilling to think about that mhm mm mm -hmm. and like filling the jails with song yeah it's i i it's crazy it's it's so it takes a level of inner strength i think to just be like well i'm in jail so I'm just going to sing because yeah. I would be complaining. Yeah. You know, um, so um, here is why I think if if I lean more toward this land is your land because of the double meaning. I, I think as okay. a song, it can go both ways. And it's so it can this beautiful message of, um, you know, how this country is beautiful and, and the, our very varied, you know, just political, uh, just not necessarily political, but our landscape and our diversity, but also the talking about, you know, sending that message of how we 
need to do better. I, I think that's why I would go a little bit leaning toward it because of the duality of it and maybe it's it it's a little bit sneakier and a little bit easier to get the political message through. I'm so glad you said sneaky. We'll come back to why later, but I okay. do, I want to disagree with you. Please. I also am leaning more towards this land is your land. But here's what I'll say. Not as a song in general. If we're just looking at the two songs, This Land is Your Land by Guthrie and We Shall Overcome by Pete Seeger, and We Shall Overcome Every Day of the Week. Got but it. we are not looking at those. We are looking at Bruce's performances of those songs. Okay. And I got to say, his performance of This Land is Your Land is better. It's more in his style. It's, it's, he makes some changes. I'm sorry, that's my cat in the background. That's okay. He makes some changes with We Shall Overcome that I am not as much of a fan of. Yeah. Um, like the, the kind of rolling guitar part he does in We Shall Overcome is not my favorite way that the song is written. I think it's better the simpler it is. Um, and so I lean more towards This Land Is Your Land in terms of Bruce's performance and okay. because of the one of him and Pete Seeger at on the national mall you know that's that's a really interesting thought um i had not thought of it that way but i i i can't disagree with that i think that is a right. great yeah now like, uh, go ahead let's be honest this land is your land is a song bruce would have written i don't know if bruce i love him i don't know if he would have written a we shall overcome i don't right. know if that's his style yeah because it is, it's so big and so political, and like you said, Bruce likes to tell the stories of people. Yes. And I, I think he'd go more for, I am a traveler through America, than he would, we as a collective shall overcome our adversity someday. Yes. Okay. So, that's my... All right. Now, you said something sneaky, and you wanted to go back to that. So talk oh, yes. about that. Um, it's my absolute favorite quote. In the entire world, and it was the title of the paper I wrote on Pete Seeger, and I'm just, I didn't copy it into my notes for this episode because I took copious notes for this episode. I didn't, so I'm, I had to find it in the paper, which shouldn't be too hard, but mm -hmm. it basically, um, the quote is, oh, I found it. Songs are sneaky things. They, oh, God. Now I'm just ruining it. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. Um, okay, so... Songs won't save the planet, but then neither will books and speeches. Songs are sneaky things. They can slip across borders, proliferate in prisons, penetrate hard shells. If rulers really knew how important songs could be, they would probably have done something to Woody Guthrie and me and other people long ago. Hmm. So that is a Pete Seeger quote, and I love it so much. <laughs> it's yeah, no, that is a great quote. Yeah, so that's I, I love that you said sneaky because that's exactly what this land is your land is. It's it's sneaking in when you're a kid and you're performing it for the spring concert, and then you you listen to it and you're like, I guess it is good that we got a lot of different stuff in America. And then you yeah. grow up and you're like, oh, different stuff means different ideas. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think that. So, are, are we ready to call it for this land is your I, land? I, I think we're ready to call it with the caveat that I mean this is a better song that Bruce has performed. Yes, yes, and I, I think that's fair enough. 
and uh, I, 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 I'm comfortable with that. I think that's a pretty good decision. I'm happy with that one, Bella. Good job. I stand by it. Okay, very good. So, uh, Bella, this was, was so much. a very polite cage match, Jeffy. Well, I think most of them are going to be. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's true. I mean, when you're talking incident in Jungle Land, are you going to talk trash about either one? I mean, you can't. <laughs> right. And but so I, will I think say team team Jungle Land. I'm yeah. going to go on record now. I, I think that's going to be a tough one to fight. Um, so, Bella, if someone wants to reach you, how can they? You can find me on Twitter at Bella Pori. My last name is P-O-R-I. Um, you can go to callthemin.com to learn more about my political work. And then I have a personal blog that's westwingbestwing.com, although it gets updated way less now that I'm doing all the Call Them In stuff. Yes. Um, sounds great. And I am at Jesse Jackson DFW. Um, we are at Set Lusting Bruce on Twitter as well. As well, we have a Facebook page. And if you get a chance, please go to iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating or review. It is how people find us. Um, if you have a suggestion about a Bruce Springsteen cage match, uh, please reach out to me. Uh, there's an email setlustingbruce at gmail.com. And uh, we're hoping to do a series of these. Uh, I've reached out to a lot of friends of the podcast, previous guests. And uh, JB is trying to work out his schedule to visit with me. And so I think this will be a lot of fun. Bella, thank you so much for rushing home from work Jeffy, and helping thank me you. out. Thank you so much for having me. So, Bella, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a closing quote you want to share with us? I do. It is a Woody Guthrie quote. Um, it's one of my favorites. So it's, I hate a song that makes you think you're not any good. I hate a song that makes you think you are just born to lose, bound to lose, no good to nobody, no good to nothing. Songs that run you down or poke fun at you at you on account of your bad luck or hard traveling. I'm out to fight those songs to my very last breath of air and my last drop of blood. I'm out to sing songs that will prove to you that this is your world, that if it has hit you pretty hard and knocked you for a few dozen loops, no matter what color, what size you are, how you're built, I am out to sing the songs that make you take pride in yourself and your work. And the songs that I sing are made up for the most part by all sorts of folks just about like you. Wow. That is perfect. And it it's needs, great, it's it needs great. to be said. It needs to be said very much. So It really does. Yes. Thank you, Bella. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. Fantasy Points.